Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Special thanks to the Town of Vail for their support of the Vail Dance Festival and this episode of Conversations on Dance. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today we are joined by our friend and former colleague at Miami City Ballet, Patricia Delgado. While we have had Patricia on the podcast many times in the past, it has been a few years since we have had her back on. Today we catch up with Pat about her work that she did as part of the West Side Story movie, working closely with her husband and choreographer, Justin Peck. She talks about her experience as a producer on both Broadway and as a part of Queer the Ballet with friend of the pod, Adriana Pierce. This summer, Patricia will be back at the Vail Dance Festival and making her return to the stage for the first time in years and after the birth of her daughter, Lucia. She will also be stepping in as Conversations on Dance guest host with Michael for some live events from Vail. This is our last episode before the Vail Dance Festival. Our festival forum events will be published on the COD feed, so be sure to subscribe to Conversations on Dance wherever you get your podcasts so that you will automatically be notified when episodes go live. For tickets to the performances and festival forum events, visit veildance.org. Patricia, we're so happy to have you back as our most esteemed guest, most frequently uh, featured guest. But now we realize it's been several years since we've had you on last. We've got a lot to catch up with you about. It's so nice to be back. I, you know, I'm the biggest conversations on dance fan. So (laughs) thank you for having me. (laughs) You're so sweet. This is fun. We're doing this at eight o'clock at night and it kind of feels like just hanging out in our apartments in Miami, like the old days and just (laughs) chatting and catching up. (laughs) All we need is a bottle of wine. I was was thinking that as well. You're you're pregnant. (laughs) Rebecca's got, or uh, Patricia has a child and I'm getting over COVID. So none of us will be drinking tonight. (laughs) No, we'll just talk. We'll have the fun without the, without the wine tonight. (laughs) So Pat, we have so much to catch up with you on and some things we've heard about some things we haven't. So um, one place we were thinking about starting was with the West Side Story movie, because we've gotten to talk to your husband, Justin about it, but we know you were also an important part of the movie. And since it came out, well, not recently anymore at this point, but (laughs) semi-recently. It was a long wait for it. Tell us a little bit about what role you played in putting the movie together. Um, yeah, thanks for, for bringing it up. It, um, it feels a little bit like a lifetime ago now, and yet, like if it was yesterday, we were when, working on set. When did you guys film, right? 2019. Um, yes, 2019. Three, three plus years ago, yeah. But even the process like started, started oh, way well, before. Yeah. And, you know, I, when I look back on it now, I mean, I'm so proud of the final product. Obviously, it just feels like this, like, weird dream that never, I never in my wildest dreams could have imagined to happen, that happened. But um, I just keep thinking back on, like, the process and just from the very beginning, just getting to um, decide on whether Justin was even going to take this 
huge uh, risk. It, it just felt like a huge undertaking and a huge honor and a huge responsibility. And um, from the very beginning, I just felt like it, it just in my, in my gut, in my, in my inner being like felt really right and really natural and um, timely. And uh, I was very grateful when he asked me to be a part of it as his associate choreographer um, because I felt like I really understood the Robbins world. And at the same time, I felt really um, committed to uphold a responsibility for the Latin community. And um, I didn't know the extent of what that would mean when I said yes to it. I felt like <laughs> it was going to be more, you know, about the choreography and like the Latin influence. And um, it turned out to be like such a uh, life-changing experience for me as like a, a Latin woman and just to be surrounded by all these young um, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican, like there's just so much raw passion and commitment to what they started to life in our time. And I just felt so um, surrounded by all this like heat and this anger and this pride and frustration it was just such a mix and I felt like this mama head to take care of this community um and it was a very empowering one and obviously I learned a, so much about film that I had no idea and just the um the process of supporting Justin's um vision but at the same time upholding Tony Kushner's not just words and work, but like the research that he had done and mm -hmm. the team that supported him. And then of course, Steven Spielberg and the master that he is and what he brings to the room from, you know, I mean, years of just, he's a master what he does is all I could say. And at the same time, he had this huge heart that was like so curious about the dance world. And like, mm -hmm. I remember my favorite story there was just, just one day he came over um, early on in the process, but obviously the choreography was set and everyone was trying to just like get it together. And he said to me, why aren't they all doing the same steps? And I was like, oh no, they are. They're just not, they're not together yet. It takes a while. You know, he was like, oh, but it's going to get together, right? They're going to get, and I was like, yes, we just, we, this is why in the dance world, there's rehearsals and the mm -hmm. rehearsal process creates this ability to be spontaneous on set and yet in the film world like sometimes the spontaneity just comes from like the first time you run lines you know mm -hmm. so right. it's it was such an interesting patience I think that he had to have with the dance and at the same time mm -hmm. um it was like he was willing to be educated and that felt so like it's such a beautiful exchange of like genres you know like a dance and film and real true um you know like a marriage coming together and yeah I mean my my brain's like circling with so many stories now oh, but I'm sure I'm I'm really proud of the work and it was really hard it was a really big challenge and um yeah we could do a whole interview on just this I will because I, I love like you've you put it into two segments about like what it's meant for you as an artist first um how like as a representative of the Latin community that that um how what that meant kind of shifted I'm thinking about you've always been so proud of your background and your culture but it um at Miami City Ballet it maybe um I don't want to say it was maybe a more superficial I don't want to like you know but you're always there and a representative but things have become so much more deeper and um the weight and importance of what representation means um is isn't just like well, well I'm Pat and, and I'm from Miami you know yeah I know and the interesting thing the interesting thing is that I I felt like surrounded by a Cuban community and a, a South American community and it wasn't I was I didn't feel like I was unique I felt like mm -hmm. there was a there was a whole support system and an understanding of like this is who we are and this is um what we're doing and also in the ballet world Cuban dance is respected like there's mm -hmm. such a there's so many so much root in it but I never felt like I had to defend myself as right. a, a Latin woman and um but I mean just being a woman alone on a film set especially on that side 
was a huge, I mean, that's why I say, am I still, my head is turning into it. We could do a whole episode on it. Yeah. it. I mean, there's something to say about having to like hold your own and speak your mind. And um, it's not a comment. It's, there aren't that many women on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then on top of that, um, to defend this Latin community, it was like a uh, big responsibility. And I had to like dig deep to, to, to channel my roots and my blood. So you're absolutely right, Michael. I never... I didn't feel it until, and also moving to New York um, and like leaving that support of mm-hmm. a community I knew my whole life. Like I am sort of like, oh, this girl from Miami, she has an accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent, <laughs> but I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Wait, I, I want to keep going with this because I, it, you know, uh, I mean, I thought the movie was just so incredible. And I, I think, that, but there were a lot of takes from the Latin community about what they, people feel very strongly about the original film in particular. And so some people thought, you know, it just should be left and, and the material sh- shouldn't be, isn't worth revisiting and X, Y, Z. Um, but what were some of the ways that you, uh, your, your voice was put into the mix about how, um, you know, how Latin community, particularly Puerto Rican community was going to be represented on screen so that it wasn't, um, or it would at least be hopefully less likely to um, run into criticism about the, that the original film had, like that they were just sketches of people, that it was racial stereotyping and, um, you know, at worst yeah, racist. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely, um, from the very beginning, there were, there was a, a baseline of like, mm-hmm. there will be no, uh, every single shark member will be from the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. Every single one. There wasn't an if, and, or but about it. Except mm-hmm. it's really hard to find sure. people who could dance, people who could sing, people who could act. I mean, we, the, the jets were cast so quickly from like mm-hmm. the New York audition. We had extra people that were great and that we had to pick between, you know? Right. And, mm-hmm. We ended up having to go to Miami. We went to LA. We went to Puerto Rico twice to search for this community that was going to be represented in in its authentic way. And there there are times where I, I understand why people give up. And you know, mm-hmm. you just you have to make this movie. And you know, maybe we can have um, you know a, a, someone who can't really dance, so we'll do a dance double. And right. Justin and I and Craig Salson, who was also on the dance scene, we just it was very important to us for it to be no dance doubles. Right. Everyone fully executed these steps. And it mm-hmm. took, uh, uh, it took us uh, from the dance perspective, from the singing perspective, from the acting perspective, it took people to take chances on raw talent and that hadn't had the privilege or the experience that the white community had had, you mm-hmm. know? And I remember we had this, young 16 year old from Puerto Rico who was just like filled with love of the art form because she had seen the movie when she was a little girl, but she hardly had any training. And we just said, she has something. Mm-hmm. And it took hours of just spending time with her mm-hmm. after, before reviewing dance sets, doing, I mean, we did, all of us did like a bar every day before our, you know, um, just to get everyone feeling like they were in a company. And so I'm, I'm side, going uh, sideways, but yeah, there. It's very Robbins uh, though, right? To do that yeah. also. So yeah. it's true to the. We were, we, and and I, and I think I kind of kept going back to, um, there were things wrong with the original, but mm-hmm. they did the best that they could at that time. And there will be things wrong with this. There will be a community of people that don't feel like we should even do, tell this story again because right. it it's a caricature of that community. We're going to do our best for our time today. And I respect those people who feel like it's uh, diminutive of their culture or you know whatever their reasons are. I can't convince them that we're just going to do our best to tell this timeless classic in a way that's different and more evolved from the the original, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think the authentic casting was to me the most important. And then at the, and, and there was like a lot of support and consultants and, um, the cast members themselves who vocalized in the rehearsals, like Justin, that doesn't really feel authentic to our, our style. Can we, can we put a hip here? Can we put a hand here? Can we, um, can we drop it lower, you know? And, 
there was a lot of back and forth like that. And mm-hmm. it empowered that community to have a voice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I know that happened on the, on Tony Kushner's side as well. Right. Yeah. What kind of work did you guys do in terms of, um, so you had, you know, here's something that's very established, very well-known choreography is, you know, still performed on stages, right? How did, cause I thought, it was so great. There were nods to the original choreography. It was in the same feel, but it was very Justin and it was very now. How did you guys all work together to kind of like research what the original was, understand that part of it, and then make your changes? The great thing that Justin and I always talked about is that there wasn't, we didn't have to do research on the original. <laughs> because <laughs> he had done it for many years we yeah. had done it at minor city ballet we knew it and and it's not just knowing west side story it's knowing dances at a gathering it's knowing you know afternoon of a fun there's so many so much of his work that's understood, or you understand who he is and who he right. was thanks to doing his work so i didn't feel like i had to figure out like who robbins was and what the style was before supporting Justin and his vision for his right. style. And Justin's choreography is already rooted by nature in the inspiration of Robbins. Right. So yeah, it, yeah. it was less cerebral and more, um, let's get in the room with the dancers who were cast and let's tell this story. And the music is in our blood too. So mm-hmm. it's like, it was, it was just layering, you know, it's like we dug deeper and we added layers. But there, there wasn't as hard, I think, as what from the outside before we got involved and before we were working on uh, on it, it wasn't as daunting. And a lot of the nods were conversations that Stephen and Justin and I had had early on. Like, we love that moment, you know, with the hand. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, in his mind, he wanted to film it a certain way and he knew so many of like the storyboarding before we even got into the rehearsal process Mm -hmm. so Justin already knew like yeah we're gonna make a nod there and the angle is coming from a different way so Mm. how so like moments like that that were planted the seed was planted before we even got in the room to rehearse Mm. um and it was a, a a like they were always like, oh yeah, of course we have to do that nod, you know, like the mm-hmm. snaps. Or, yeah. So yes. it's like um, my favorite. I don't know if Justin showed this to me, but um, Sondheim before he passed, he had seen the movie and right. he wrote Justin a beautiful letter and um, said Robbins would be incredibly moved by what he did. And that was wow. Yeah, wow. We both got emotional reading that note because. We don't know, you know, if he's not here yeah. with us anymore. So just to have that um, that message from Stephen before, yeah. Frame that Special. email or whatever. <laughs> Turns it out and frame Turns it. Turns it out and frame it. That's really amazing. Wow, how special. I, I have to say, uh, as an observer on set, I was there. And <laughs> uh, I just thought it, what was so amazing was watching you um, – take full ownership of this like leadership position you were in Steven Spielberg, you know, one of the, like the most commercially successful director of all time, critically lauded multiple Academy award winner is just, I was watching in awe as he would defer to you, but not just that, like already that is amazing. Right. I was like, my friend Patricia Delgado (laughs) is just up in this movie. But then what was so incredible was just that you met him. Like you, I think, I feel like, you had a belief in yourself where you were just like, Oh, I, I, I know this. I, I, you know, it was like, you were so confident in what you were doing. And I just want to know a little bit more about how that came to be like, you're, you're in such a, a new world. How did you manage to get yourself into a headspace where you're like, I, I am an expert. I, I know this, like he values me. And it's because I'm of value. Like, it was just so cool to see that. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for saying that. I really, I don't think you've ever shared that with me. That's really sweet. But you know, that was for the world to know. (laughs) Thank you. I um. So ever since, I'm sure I had this thought maybe when I was dancing as well, but I haven't been able to articulate it too much. But you know, when you leave um, uh, an environment that you're, you know, you've been in it so long. I was at Miami Valley for so long since I was Mm -hmm. a kid that 
um, there was just like this flow to life, right? Mm -hmm. And this growth, but also you don't have to define who you are. You're just like in it, you're living your world. And when I moved, I remember just like embarking on these new journeys and just feeling like I have to lead with like major curiosity because some people that I start working with no idea who I am and where Mm -hmm. I come from. And I just want to learn. I just, I've been in this little ballet bubble and I want to learn. I want to learn about different forms of dance. I want to learn about um, film. I want to learn about teaching. Like there's just so many I was in so many uncomfortable environments since Mm -hmm. I moved that it kind of, I felt like set me up for like the ultimate discomfort. (laughs) Um, And yet at the same time, from like the very first meeting that Steven had with, that I was a part of, because Justin Steven had met quite a few times before I was there. um, They were just meeting to discuss storyboarding and the music. And um, Steven said, Justin, bring Patricia. I want her to be there. And, from the moment that we sat in Justin's office and, you know, Justin and Steven on one side and I was on the other and he always in, included me. It, I never felt like I was like, hmm. uh, you know, serving anybody. I was just mm-hmm. part of the conversation. And for someone of his, and his cow, you know, his, who he was to treat me as such an equal. And even like sometimes a text message would be the both of us on the thread. You know, I just felt mm-hmm. so respected and, and 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 he was curious about our world and who yeah. I was. He was curious about my story, my my parents' story, and how they got here from Cuba. Like he put mm. in the work to get to know who I was, even mm. as a person. So then it made it so that we got on set under very um, intense and nerve wracking and high pressure experiences for me to not feel like I couldn't speak my mind because right. he had given me that much of his attention and care and um it set it taught me something about always making people who you work with whether they have no experience whether they have all the experience felt heard and felt mm-hmm. welcome and felt um uh, and, and and getting to know who the person is it's mm-hmm. not just about the work that we're contributing with each other because as artists we're 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 people. It's like what Edward always says, we're human first. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I think about that often. Like you have to feel comfortable in your skin to be able to be the best artist that you are. And he made me feel comfortable. So even in my most like nerve wracking moment, I I felt like I he wanted to know what I had to say. So mm-hmm. I could say it. And then I I took that and every every rehearsal I had with the cast, I tried to like pay attention to each of their needs and even Michael, when you were there, like you, I was like running over, making sure you, and you know, it's like, it's like, you just want to take care of people. When, when you feel taken care of, you can take care of others too, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like a trickle down effect that was a, a great, um, learned lesson to, yeah. from the, yeah. That's what they say about good leaders, right? Like they know their strengths and they know when they don't have a strength, like maybe he didn't know the dancing as much. And so he brought in the right people deferred to them. And then you guys then brought that to everyone else and he created the whole atmosphere then. And, and like the side note, defender of dance, because how many times have we gotten to the movies and just felt like, Oh, the dance could have been better. I was like, I, this is going to be a great dance film and I will make sure, you know? And so yeah, it felt like there was like a calling. There's a bigger right. calling. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really, it was just so cool. I, I really specifically remember you giving your unfiltered opinion. He was like, Patricia, what do you think of this shot? And you'd be like, it's wrong because of these reasons and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, we were obviously yes. they were doing a ton of takes every time. Sure. They'd be like, okay, then we fix this in the next one. It was just so, that back and forth was just so cool to see. But um, now mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, how how that's led you i mean you've done so much since then as well i mean i guess immediately after was there even overlap when you were working on um the west side story musical on broadway um tell us a little bit about how that came about and and what how those experiences were like and and differed as well yeah i remember like towards the end of the filming process just feeling like really west side storied out <laughs> it's like sure. you really just you overanalyze every choice every decision mm-hmm. you're constantly talking about it with the team that you're collaborating with and the cast and um uh, alicia graf mack had called me and asked me to join the staff at juilliard and i was so excited to have like 
something new to do in New York and a new community. So I, um, I kind of like almost just said like, what's it? Sorry, <laughs> go away. <laughs> and I immersed myself in this like new world of ballet to um, a group of young, eager um, artists whose focus was not ballet. So it, it, my brain just kind of switched and I was happy to be in the studio again, like trying to, I would do like a whole bar before teaching I do a bar in a center and I was just feeling like oh I'm gonna get back in shape too like maybe I, I never I never put like stopping performing out of the picture but right. there was just on a long time during the West Story process that I was on the other side so sure. um as I remember just I was helping uh Justin out on a theater project that was like a producerial role and feeling like wow again I'm finding myself on the other side uh, how do I feel about this? There's days where I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to be completely on the other side and mm-hmm. having like a, a, an associate choreographer role on West Side Story, which was very specific. I found myself like learning from the producers and just being curious about that. Sure. Uh, how to, how to, how to bring everyone together to make something that's like mm-hmm. a big mix of a lot of big artists, like big artist ideas, you know? And I was like, this is exciting for me. And I got the opportunity to advise associate. I don't. I don't even know what my title was anymore <laughs> on the West Side Story Broadway, because when I came in, it was um, they were just in need of uh, some Latin perspective. I think when it came, um, mostly when it came to the choreography with which is with Ana Teresa de Kirzmacher, who I was such a fan of always I just Mm -hmm. it was so such an honor to just be in the room with her but I came in very late in the process like they were Mm -hmm. just getting into previews and um I met with her a couple times and I know she felt a little bit uh I mean can you imagine like someone coming in where you're about to go into previews who's this like Latin producer but like I'm not a Latin producer like what I'm just like a ballet dancer from Miami <laughs> Cuban roots who, and, and you know I wasn't I wasn't about to like share anything about the movie like that was right. a, a project like right. I but so many cast members who had been in the, in the movie were also in the Broadway production and they kept saying Patricia was such a spokesperson for us on mm-hmm. the movie like maybe she can give some perspective and it was kind of cool she she listened to some of the suggestions I had on how to like um, just give it like little things about like the, a lot of her choreography doesn't uh, use the arms in like a, you know, in a Latin way. Right. <laughs> but I was like, if you let them do that, then it'll give it that difference between the Latin side and mm-hmm. the shark side and the, and the Puerto Rican side and the, and the, and the white side. So I sprinkled some choreographic, options and I think she just listened to me and it wasn't anything new than the cast members were saying you know but I again I just felt like I was this like spokesperson and then in the end I mean it was a really tense experience I was trying my best to support all sides the cast the creatives and you know when you're not a part of something from the beginning it, really hard it's that. really tricky. I, I felt like it was a really um, stressful time for me. And I, I wanted to support the, the Latin community in the show. Mm-hmm. That's all. Now in the end, I was like, I just want to be there for them, for them to bounce ideas off of me. I tried to uh, give them power and empowered them to uh, speak up, write mm-hmm. an email if they didn't feel right about something, but I couldn't give creative as much creative um, input as I felt like I wanted to, because I was just not part of it. That would have been disrespectful. So right. um, was looking back, you know, I don't know. I was, I was caught in a really tough position to be honest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think I should have been brought in. To, <laughs> yeah. It was tricky, yeah. but at the same time, I felt like the cast was grateful that I was there. Mm-hmm. And so I just tried to support them. And I'm really sad that it didn't get a life post-pandemic because yeah. it was like really starting to groove right before the shutdown. And um, I felt for a lot of those cast members who had really just done the work right. to earn That's their spot. Right. On, oh, on they were Broadway. in such a tough place, those yeah. performers. So, oh my gosh. 
Yeah, and it didn't have its its run. It didn't get its run. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you think yeah. you would consider doing another Broadway show um, if you could be apart from the beginning? Yes, it definitely like um, it. It gave me an understanding of what it takes to put on a show like that right. uh, to come in so late in the game, but then watch it have its like full preview experience. It like the movie. It's just like this all-consuming investment. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah. And I, it's a trick. The Broadway world is tricky because it's such a commercial. Or I'm used to a nonprofit. Right, you know? it's so different. And I bet it's it's really hard to please commercial audience mm-hmm. when you're trying to be um, uphold a specific artistic, you know. Um, um authenticity and right. it's possible i really believe that it's possible so yeah it gave me this like desire to with the right um with the right team and from the right and it it, it taught me a lot about the different moving parts uh, mm-hmm. and like like film i i still crave i mean before i had my baby i was like i'm gonna be a producer I, i'm <laughs> gonna we're gonna do so i'm gonna do something like i'd rather make i want to i want to bring people together creatives and and help facilitate um it all um and i have to admit my my focus has shifted a little but it's still the seed was planted and i know with the right project yeah um i want to do something what are some of the other projects that you've had a producer role on maybe one i'm thinking of is queer the ballet for example from friend of the pod adriana pierce what are some of those other on the other side of the room experiences that you've had yeah queer the ballet has has been I, I tell you all the time I'm so I had no idea what we were getting ourselves into but I really I believed in her mission and I was so in awe of what her and her community decided to do during the pandemic and like mm-hmm. come together on zoom and um you know one of the things that I I love is um having the mission first less about for me what what interests me right now is like how are we evolving the art form from a social perspective mm-hmm. and we have to in order for there to be like high art there needs to be work that takes place and we all want to see you know I, I want to see Adriana thrive but it's not about Adriana's only it's not only about Adriana's choreography it's about an entire community right. finding their voice and finding them their their experience represented on a mainstream stage and i uh it just takes a lot of time just to work things out in the studio we need to figure out how to hold each other in a point shoe we need to figure out that takes money and that takes right development it's like Mm -hmm. i i never realized um the the necessary qualities to raise money raise Mm -hmm. funds and i I, I wanted, I mean, I raised a lot of money for Adriana by myself, not even realizing what I was. Yeah. And I, what I loved about it is if you believe in what you are trying to put together, it's really easy to explain to someone who wants, they want to be involved, but they want to understand what it is that they're involved in and finding the right uh, uh, people to come together to support a cause was so gratifying. And, and I'm, yeah, it, it also has its challenge because you have to um, raise money for something that you don't even know what the final outcome is going to be. Sure. And that takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of um, pushing. Uh, and I, 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 learned, I learned a lot on the movie and on this Broadway show to be like, we need to push this. We need to, you know, we need to either... Um, uh, have more time in the studio together or mm-hmm. uh, push an artist in costumes. Like there's just so many elements that come together. Um, that's been gratifying to work with Adriana. Patricia is out here getting artistic director experience left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fundraising, well, I'm producing, I'm cultivating. I love it. <laughs> but it also gives you a lot of respect for the challenge that all of it takes. And right. you don't, you can't learn it overnight. We're not, we don't go to school as dancers. We don't go to school nope. to learn how to do this, to, how to do what happens after we dance. Yep. So it's like just being in 
around learning feels like the right the right move right now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm wondering do you, do you feel like there's a connection um to your your interest and passion for adriana's mission did that relate at all to you um like doing this work for the Latin community on both West sides and like the connection between underserved communities and how much they're given for art and how visible they are in art. Like did, did that, were you, were you connecting that between what the West sides and Adriana trying with her mission, how to get to get, you know, with a queer community out there? I hadn't connected it. I hadn't connected it, but what I think for me, is my driving force whenever I, um, whenever I get passionate about, like I hear myself talking and I'm just like, I feel so in love with ballet. It's given me like mm. my life and I've always felt like I could be myself in it. And to hear that people have been turned away from ballet or have just fought to stay in it, but had to hide a part of themselves. It's like, I just feel so embarrassed for our art form that we haven't been able to evolve it enough to have people be welcome who should be welcome and have the work on the stage. We we're trying to keep the form alive. We want people to come see us uh, perform. And if a community doesn't see themselves represented on the stage, why do they have any interest in what we're doing? Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's more of a, a, it's just because of my love of it and my my hope for it that I I want to sub- I don't see it as like an underserved community necessarily. It's more just like we can do better. I right. know that the ballet world can do better, and and who do I know that can help this happen? Right. And and the feedback has been just so like we want to do better. We want to do better. How can we help? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big deal. And yet we still need more help. <laughs> it's, it's, um, more to do. Well, you can't do it all on your own, Patricia. No. <laughs> you're, really, you're fighting the good fight. We all know that. Um, let's fast forward and talk a little bit about Vail Dance Festival. Last year, we were all there together and you had not just had your daughter. How old was Lucia then? Lucia was, like was five. Five months, yeah. Five, five months, months old. Yeah. And you were taking class then. You were not on stage last summer. Is that right? I can't remember. No, yeah. but no. this summer she's back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. Um, yeah, you know, I think I, I want to mention that, like, um, after all that time on the other side, when the pandemic hit, um, I found myself with the Marley in my apartment with nothing to do (laughs) like all of us. And I was like committed. I was like, this is my chance to get back in shape. I remember taking a class with like Olga Kostritsky and like, so Sufjan Silv, Sufjan Silv, like Tamara Rojo, like we were all just dancing together in our apartment. And I felt so inspired to like find my dancing again. And, um, and then I was like, okay, I'm having a baby. And I didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to feel after having her. I, I wanted to be open to never dancing again. I wanted to be open to dancing again. I just wanted to let myself have that option. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to force it. And I took a lot of time off. I took like my whole last trimester. I didn't dance at all. It just hurt. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. And, um, I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't because I embraced the pregnancy. I, I just my whole life. Like this was our ch- my time to like let it go and and see what happens. Like mm-hmm. what what space would I get and um, literal space, you know. But it was it was great to dancing again uh, a couple months after she was born and um, just like just going to the bar, which is like what we know to do when we wake up in the morning and it felt so fun to explore like how to get to know my body again. And then being at Vail actually, and just like taking a company class and being on that amphitheater stage. Like, I just remember being like, I love this too much to not do it, to not Mm -hmm. try. And it was so supportive, like usual, you know, Damon and Heather were just like next year, next year. And I was like, okay, we'll see what that means. I I don't know how that's going to happen, but 
I can't believe like it's in a couple weeks. And I said, yes, and I'm going to try to dance. But I have to, I have to admit, it's like a whole different way of committing to performing because um, you have a lot less, I have a lot less time. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not a full, I'm not working full time. So I don't report to company class in the morning and have my full rehearsal day. Sure. We have help. We have help with her luckily. And um, that's been my morning time is like, I just go, I get it done. I try to do as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of surrender. And um, uh, again, like just curiosity, like I feel so um grateful for the opportunity but I'm also like not in the headspace like I normally am which is like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do my class and I'm gonna do my rehearsal and I'm gonna think about it when I go home and I'm gonna wake up and think about it some more and I'm just gonna be so ready to perform it's just different it's a different way of exploring and uh I'm looking forward to it I think it'll it'll be I was gonna say is that like maybe exciting though because like it's maybe like an like when I hear you talking about like your way you're normally feeling it's like the way all three of us or as dancers right is like neuroses neuroses (laughs) you know and anxiety and like what would it feel like to be like oh this is just like a fun opportunity a way to come back and in an environment that I'm familiar with and comfortable with oh I can't wait to hear what the experience will be like do you know what you'll be working on who you'll be working with yes I'm really excited Justin I told Justin, it's like, if I'm going to go and dance, I really want to do something with you because I feel comfortable. And, you know, with the COVID life, like Lucia does not know what it's like to go to a theater or a studio and she doesn't know what mom and dad do. Um, So she will now. (laughs) It's the perfect place for her. It's an outdoor, uh, the rehearsals are outdoor intense. Like, I just feel like I want her to be a part of our life. And so... We're going to do a part of Justin's new creation together. Uh, Justin and I. You and Justin so, are? Yes. <laughs> Breaking news. So amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> What's cool about that is that that was the first time like I was in a rehearsal space, like post-pregnancy, post-pandemic. I just felt like, how will my brain pick up choreography? Like how? I don't know. It's a very vulnerable place to be in. Does and it? Does it pick it up? I, sometimes I wonder. I'm like, do you remember? No. How did no. You- I told Jess, I was like, bear, bear with me today. I'm going to be slow. And he's like, oh, I know. It really will be fine. And like a couple, the first musical phrase he was making, I was struggling. I couldn't get the rhythm he wanted. And he's like, at one point he looked at me, he's like, I was like, I told you. And he's like, I didn't think you'd be that slow. <laughs> but it's just a lot of it's a lot of it's a muscle it's a muscle that's trained and choreography is what is it when something is like uh like people don't realize i think how good you get it at it because you do it a lot right and when you don't do it it's a challenge and there's like that pressure you want to get it right fast so that gets in the way so the second day was much better and the third day was even better. And now <laughs> we have a, a duet and it's great. It's so fun. And um, he's doing a piece to Chris Dealey music. And um, we spent a lot of time during the pandemic listening to Chris's music and have become good friends with him. And um, just feels like, uh, it just feels like raw and great and mm-hmm. human. And um, yeah. That's I'll say that great. much about that. So I'll be doing that. And then I'm staging dance he created a couple years back with um, Caroline Shaw's music called Rise, Wait, Pine Through. So we're bringing that back. So I've been working with some of the dancers staging that. Because so we have some new, some new. New cast staging. members, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. How many people um, are in that room? I, I remember loving it. I remember Erman in it. Did you many... name it, Rebecca? What? We did, did help name you... it. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up, Michael. We were all having pizza and yes. Justin was trying to name the ballet. And I maybe yeah. helped a little. Yeah, I think, I think you were the pivotal vote. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Who remembers? <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's the structure of the ballet? It's definitely... Um, I feel like I know the ballet better now because once you try and learn it to save yeah. it, you just understand it. You got, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely like Armand's journey. Mm-hmm. And there's um, 
a duet for um, Giovanni is going to do it this time. Uh, mm. Giovanni and myself. And then um, you're going to be in Rina. it. Yeah. And you're dancing with gonna... Giovanni Furlan, our That's friend so and ex-colleague from Miami City Ballet. We never danced together in Miami City Ballet. Now we get to do Never? It. That's crazy. That's funny. Wow. We have rehearsal uh, Friday for the first time. We're really, I'm so oh my God. So great. Send us a little, little clippy. We'll put it up. Okay. <laughs> I will. We will. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. And um, then three women and um, three men. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great ballet and the music is just amazing, but there's no recording of the music that was uh, made for Vail. So we're using like a video to record. Right, right, right. And, right. Um, I love staging Justin's work. I real I told him the other day, I was like, ah, this is just, it's so um, fun to see other people be challenged by, but also just get it and sit mm-hmm. in it. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm getting a lot of a joy out of being in the room with yeah. this. Might, this might be a question for Justin. Mike, Michael is doing two interviews with Justin um, at yes. the Festival Forum live events in Vail. But I'm wondering, do you know if Justin is thinking at all about, um, since Caroline Shaw will be there, do you envision any of the music maybe altering or changing when you guys are there? Maybe there's not time. That's a big thing as well. I have a feeling time is going to be I, I hope Justin gets in the room with us. <laughs> that's, <laughs> sure, you know, that's, that's the, true. The great thing about Vale, it's mm-hmm. so, it's just the magic of things just working out and coming together at the mm-hmm. last minute. I'm sure Justin will get some time with us, but I think because he's creating something new and I'm sure Caroline is doing other new She's things. She's doing right. other new stuff too, yeah. That, and it's going to be performed live. So I'm sure they'll, there's always like, wait, this will be better if we do it this way. So right. I'm ready for anything. But yeah. um yeah, there hasn't been talk of changing anything yet. Yeah. We'll Maybe follow the up costume. with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then one more thing, I get to work with Jody. Oh, that's oh, so great, Jody I, Melnick. I, that makes total yeah. sense. That's such a a great like. I I could imagine you guys being kindred artistic spirits. That's great. Already, yes. I'm. Yeah. I, I you know when I first just quickly when I first moved to New York, Gretchen Smith dear friend took me to see a preview showing of a work she was working on mm-hmm. and she was in it and I was smitten. like she didn't move for the first five minutes and just watching mm-hmm. her sit there I was like who is this person I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with her and then you know I've watched her since then and um I've never really gotten to know her but Sarah Mertz has been working with her a lot and just like I'm a huge fan and I knew she was going to Vail so I was just excited to like talk to her and then recently, Damien just messaged me like, "Why don't you do Jody's piece?" I was like, "Dream come true!" And it's so refreshing to just be in the studio in a process, just like playing with how the body moves. And yeah. she's like me; she's like, "Where does it initiate from?" And she knows, and she's like, "Where does the femur sit?" And this is how it turns out here. And then, yes. don't don't put the energy into the eyebrows; put it somewhere else. Like, put it in your center. And like, I was like, "Oh, someone telling me not to." just don't use them. She told me where to put the energy. And I was like, mm-hmm. right. oh, thank you. <laughs> so it just, it feels like it's right for me right now. And that's so fun. Really who, who else is in that? Is it just you or there's a cast? No, there's, cast there's a cast and it's, it's shifting, but up to now I've been in the rehearsal with Kaylee, Kylie, Kylie and um, Miriam. And I think Lauren love it because she was in a video that I got sent. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Melissa too good. Oh wow! Yes, I think up to now that's what I know. That's awesome. But who knows? And it can always, it can always change. I Anything can happen in Vail. Right. Anything. <laughs> Pat, you forgot to say the most important thing you're doing when you're in Vail: guest hosting. Guest hosting. <laughs> that's that's what I'm the most nervous about. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be fun. No, no, it's gonna be fun. I mean, I, f- I forget even who we talked about having you with, but it's all people you're gonna be you're gonna be so comfortable with. It's gonna be great. Well, they could change too, so that's why we won't. Okay. We won't right, yeah, we won't announce start. anything. But Patricia will be I'm there. Ready for anything? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so <laughs> I'll fun. Be, I'll be. I'll miss Rebecca. Yeah. Aww. I was. I'll I was telling her that too. before. It just. <laughs> it, I won't believe it until I'm there, and and she's not in the the room with me. I'm gonna miss you guys. Be sure to Facetime me. 
We will. With your faces. <laughs> With your baby. With your yeah. baby. <laughs> oh my God. What? Oh my God. Um, but I'm actually like, I was, I've been telling Michael, I'm so excited because I'm going to just get to listen to them. Like, and I don't have to hear my voice. No love it. And <laughs> oh, I love your voice. You're so sweet. But you know, like when you listen to yourself, it's like the worst ever. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so it's gonna be so fun. Like that'll be my listening, my entertainment, my podcast of choice for one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely looking forward to it. And we're so grateful that you'll step into that role. People will love having you in there and listening to you on the pod. You're always a fan fave. You're our fave. Oh, Forever fave. We love you, Patricia. We love you. Pat. It was so nice to talk about. Um, my professional experience. I feel like I've been in like a baby bubble for a long time. Oh. And thank you for reminding me. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. We're happy to remind you any time <laughs> of your fierceness. <laughs> it's our pleasure. <laughs> All right. Good. Well, this we is it. it. This is our last episode before Veil. So ah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now you have a baby. Before you're a mama. The last one right yeah. here with Patty Dell Dancer. <laughs> you're on the you're on the best journey, Rebecca. And I mean you're gonna be back on this pod in, in no time. You'll see. <laughs> Michael and I are already like sending out emails and like, planning stuff. That's <laughs> 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 already yeah. ready to get back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need conversations on dance. We need both of you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Pat, for joining us. We love you. And for all of our listeners, we'll be back at you from Vale soon. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.